regular, regular feature. Hey, who remembers Supermarket Sweep? I that that was a fun sweep. show. Dale Winton. Dale Winton. Is Dale Winton ever... dead? No, but he is gay. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of ethically dead? Dale Winton is dead. Is it? No. Yeah, that's Dale Winton died. He rolled his eyes at me when I spoke to him in a gay bar. I yeah. like the idea that you're saying that because Dale Winton once winked at you, he cannot be dead. What power have you got, Log? What's going well, on? If you wink at me, you stay alive until I say so. <laughs> that is the warlock's promise. <laughs> and the curse. He's definitely dead. Uh, yeah, no, I saw him die. He died last year, 18th of April 2018. You saw him die? I saw him die on Twitter. <laughs> That's, I mean, look, we've all died on Twitter. Man. Come on, we've all had those days. He just posted an ellipsis. <laughs> said, what is it, Dale? Dale. And he just, the next tweet, two hours later, was dead. <laughs> little, little ghost emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's him gone. Yeah, that's sad. Supermarket Sweep is is not coming back with Dale in it. Um, he died of natural causes, though, which is good. I was having a conversation about coffins with someone the other day, and it feels to me that like they are increasingly becoming one of the biggest scams in the world. Because you spend an absolute fortune on a big fancy wooden box, and then like 90% of the time, probably higher than that, you just burn it. When we were burying my dad, me and my mum and my brother had, had to make the decision on what coffin to get. And we had no qualms about saying, fucking cheapest. If you can make it cheaper than that, fine. Yeah. He would have been mortified at the idea of you was fucking putting brass handles on it. Yeah. Because I know you all crawl in there and unscrew them off before it goes into the fire. Yeah, Absolutely. Wow. That's, yeah, that's it. It's that's just, that's yeah. it. That is the most industrious point where it's on the conveyor belt and they're busy stripping the coffins of all its... Well, Adornments, like, 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 like Formula One garage crew. It really is. They're they're better than. Yeah, they they have to be, otherwise they end up dying in the crematorium. The crematorium. Oh wow! Of course, yeah, they have to take the bits off because otherwise it would fuck up. I, is that I, true? No, honestly, no. I'm making, making, I'm making it, up. it up as I go along. It was a joke about them stealing the brass handles. Yeah, but I thought maybe it would be a thing like you shouldn't put brass handles in an incinerator, which is exactly the sort of thing I can see written on a safety sign at a fucking crematorium. And they just have a giant human-shaped sieve that they rattle to get all the <laughs> dust down, and then they, they get your fillings as take well. all the metal fillings, <laughs> like yeah. panning for gold. Yeah. And I need... oh, we found another brass handle. The brass handle was on the coffin, David. Okay. <laughs> Wow, this guy ate a snooker ball. <laughs> <laughs> this guy ate a bowling ball. <laughs> I can't think of a bigger ball. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every friggin' week. Mm. This week, I am joined by none other than Matt Lees. And this week I've been, as always, uh, giving you a little breakdown list of things that you should pop in your cellar uh, for when the UK crashes out of the European Union and everything turns dark. And I'm joined by Mr. John Log Blythe. Thank you for giving me a reason to talk. I will be tonight telling you why I haven't got a feature because I was on the train again and I fell asleep and had a dream. Mm. And I'll be reporting that dream to you. Live dreams, straight from the Dreamatorium. Let's dive in <laughs> with a jingle. Go! I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The mines of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. Well, a final, final thun, fun thought for you about about uh, about boxes that people die in. How long until cemeteries are just no one goes to them? Because, like, no one... What, because we're all dead? No, because, like, you can't increase near just full of people. 
and they haven't got much room. And some of them have, have people in who all died like ages ago. It's still fun to go go down to them and have a look and just see who the most recently dead ones are. And how dumb the names are. Yeah. August. <laughs> That's a month, you fucker. <laughs> Get with it. That's a fair point. People though. are called Chris these days. Not Francis. <laughs> Exclusively Chris. Take me to the Chris section of this cemetery. Yeah, you're right. I was worried they'd become irrelevant, but they're just going to become like Vine for the next generation. I think they should be multi-story, but going down rather than up. So like, the longer you're dead, the further into the ground you go. So every 10 years, you drop a story. That's great. You can until, level, you're like, I'm 10th level now. Yeah. And you're getting closer and closer to hell where you belong. Yeah, because eventually you will burn at the core of the earth, which yeah. is as close to earth as hell as we can muster. That's my thought on the dead. No, I'm down. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Is there any way I can get my... <laughs> microphone up i'm becoming increasingly skexis like trying to talk into my microphone yeah let me just fix your microphone then we'll do a feature all hold right? on readers this is gonna this is gonna be painful oh hang on no it's gone jerk it right up Good jesus God. christ what you do is that oh, no it's right. not working gotta you've really got to work the base yeah come on listen i built this myself and that's why it's a bit of shit that's why it's falling apart i know i need to fix it do Super, I sound nice yeah, that, again? That's better. I sound lovely, and I want you to enjoy everything I say. Oh, you sound so good. Oh, lean in. Thank you for that, Log. Thank you for your patience, readers, while we sorted out my mellifluous voice. Feature time. Do, I want a feature. Do either of you have a feature? I've got one. Do you want it? Yeah, give it to me. All right. It is time for the next regular feature. So, guys, I don't know about you, but I, for one, have um, got to and, the point... And all for me! Yeah, all for me. Talking of all for me, though, really, um, I have decided that it's probably a sensible idea to start stockpiling some food uh, in the event of a, a Brexit. You need to stockpile fresh celery. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots. Because you're going to need to drink a lot of Bloody Marys. Yeah, exactly. And uh, celery is essential for all sorts of bases for soups, pasta sauces... I couldn't be without it, just, which is why... Just hoarding it, putting it in all your cupboards, yeah. and wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've already got a lot. Um, obviously, we might even end up uh, in desperation having to hunt wild animals as well. So I've already started capturing and killing uh, rabbits and then hiding them in my cellar, just to you get can, ahead of the game. Use celery as bait, and then stab them with celery. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I do have to use some of this celery, because I didn't look at the packets, and it might not... Um, last that long. I'm joking, of course. I haven't done that. We ridiculous not. celery is not the sort of item you want to try and keep huge amounts of because it does go off very quickly, or at the very least, it becomes kind of limp and floppy, like a bad dick, and you just think, oh, can I still use this? And you definitely don't want to dip it in guac or in that, but so... Everything you said is just so subjective. <sighs> I mean, it bad, is... Bad dick. Or the best dick, wow. best mulchy dick that you can finger into yourself. That's like a, yeah, a good limp dick. It's oh. it's all sunlit uplands for that dick. Exactly, it's everything to gain, nothing to lose. But if it's like it's really, really happy but watching. if it's looking like shriveled and like it, it just not going to be able to take any pressure whatsoever, and it's never going to be anything other than just shriveled and wobbly oh, and crap ne- forever. Ne- never anything. Yeah, because celery's no, not no, no, going to no. get hard again. When I when I look at a limp dick, you see opportunity. I see the the words mission one <laughs> hovering above it. It's like a blank canvas for me, Matt. All right. Well, you're very much a dick is half full sort of person. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, you just 
holding your paintbrush to the wind and then just <laughs> jamming it down the urethra. <laughs> yeah. I never get to see the finished work because I'm angrily shooed away. Shoo! <laughs> <laughs> get away from my limp dick. You weird... I'm clearly not aroused by you. <laughs> anyway, now you two have finished dicking around. Good. So, that should be the name of the podcast. Um, I am basically... Well, please listen, like... You know, lots of people are worried about this. Lots of people are worried about what's going to happen. It's a bit of a shit situation where the same people who are saying, hey, don't worry about it. Nothing bad's going to happen. Are also like, oh, by the way, we're stockpiling medicine and might bring in the army for martial law. <laughs> it's like, it's, right, well, well. It's true. You only have to believe one side. You don't have to listen to the fear mongers. You have you to listen to no, the people who just, are trying listen, to make you calmer. Yeah, you listen to what people are saying and then look at what they're doing. And you're like, well, hang on. This doesn't make sense. You say it's going to be fine, but then you're making all these measurements to suggest that things are going to be incredibly not fine. So anyway, um, people who follow the podcast for a long time will know that I'm a man who, A, likes preparation, B, knows an awful lot about food and nutrition. It's a fact, I do, I do. So what I've done is I've, I've, I do have a cellar space uh, beneath my flat here and I have started stockpiling uh, some food uh, just for myself and close friends and stuff. If you guys are very lucky, maybe I'll let you have some when you're uh, banging on my doors, crying, crying, just crying, please. Show me that limp oh dick. God. Yeah, I mean, Steve, like... <laughs> I meant the celery this time. Right, yeah. I was going to say, like, you don't need a fucking collapse of society for Steve to be hungry for that. Suck your mulch-clad Thanos all right, deference. All right, all right. <laughs> that definitely does not mean celery, dog. <laughs> what? He mentioned the specific tube. <laughs> I don't think those tubes are in celery. I don't remember vegetable biology very well from school, but I'm pretty sure that's a dick thing. Well, I know what I'm imagining in my head, and I just I lack the means to explain it to you, so you better just carry on. Right, Matt. well, I'm not seizing the means of your production, and I'm going to carry on. So, um, what I've done is I've compiled uh, a list of everything uh, which I got delivered. I got delivered from a, an online shop, and... Um, I've got my like delivery list here. Everything got delivered. So I thought I could just read this out. It's going to be boring, but I can just read this out. And it's all the things I have personally bought. So if you want to take some notes or anything, then it might be some good ideas. Because uh, a lot of the time you think, is it boring? What things will keep? What things won't? Et cetera, et cetera. Your anyway. features are never boring, Matt. Oh, thanks, Steve. That's really kind. Um, but it's I not true. You, I called you math. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, so it's because you were like tricking me. Like, your features are never boring math. Ha, huh? I said they were never boring math. They're not boring math. They're just boring. Well, how- oh, sorry. I was, just, I was just thinking about maths instead of your feature. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of thing that you two would both do. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. Because you love maths. No, we love basic GCSE level stuff that you get on the internet. We don't like actual academic maths. Apparently, that's mi- below me. So, okay. Anyway. So, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> High five, log. Okay. Eight packets of pre-dried pasta. Is this maths? This is, no, 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 no. no. This is just a list Sorry. of, uh, it's my receipt and delivery. Um, 12 tins of pre-canned tuna, 20 cans of baked beans, 20 cans of roast beans, 20 cans of braised beans, 20 cans of properly raised beans, eight large bags of pre-bumped grains, Actually, there's been a substitution there. It looks like I've been sent 13 bags of Barry's bumped grains. Fuck's sake. Horrid. All right. Um, I kind of want a beat to start kicking in now. 
16 tins of Heinz Big Boy Soup, 8 minestrone flavour, 8 wall smash and mess, uh, 1 extra large tin of Pedagogue's Funk Chunks, 14 bachelor size vats of Roger Hellman's mayonnaise. There was a deal where you get a free massage from an Asian lady for every seven vats that you bought. I figured it'd be nice to relax with, you know, when the martial law kicks in. One thing, it would be great to have a Helmer in the house mm. because he's a massive producer of mayonnaise. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you can't... You don't have to slap him on the bot and I've just shoot out vats. a pint. I'm not aiming to be able to get the actual article, but the, the seven vats should do. But I figure some nice purple mood lights down in the cellar, bit of a massage... Might just help take our minds off of the chaos outside. But with purple mood lights, the the mayonnaise would look lilac. Yeah. What the fuck? Lilanaise. You never heard of lilanaise? I have indeed. So stop, stop, stop knowledge shaming me about mayo. Okay, fine. Three family-sized packs of Bunker Boy Bunk Cream, 18 tins of Bunker Boy Bunkenberry Biscuits, two rolls of Bunker Boy Bunk Roll Fruto Rips, four packets of Bunk-esque Boys Off-Brand Leg Cream, I can't believe it's not Bunker Boy, or your money back, one multi-pack of Mixed Fruits Drowned in Syrup, two Banana in Syrup, Swiss Roll in Syrup, four Herring in Syrup, 12 cans of Artichokes in Syrup, 28 cans of Syrup in Syrup, and eight tins of Bunker Boy Condensed Bunker Syrup one resealable pouch of candle syrup, eight tins of Jeremy creamed, four tins of Jeremy non-creamed, three easy-access wedge packs of Borstal's bobbed beef, 18 tins of flange handles and a rich gasket sauce, has been substituted for 27 tins of acetate chops in a beef-like sauce. Fuck. Fuck. How am I... How on earth am I supposed to make Nigella's Bootylicious Bunker Broth with acetate fucking chops? They should know this. Anyone buying that many hand- cans of flange handles is obviously making some sort of heavy stew. You can't just replace it with a similar shade of meat. Fucking hell. I suppose I'll just have to whip it up in some sort of fucking ad hoc terrain. That's the way my mum cooks. She just adds hoc. It's the, it's the name of wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mum's a drunk. <laughs> uh... Where was I? Oh my. Oh right, yeah. Um one large bucket of multitask terrine. Oh for fuck's sake. Um six tins six tins of spam ter- terrier, uh fourteen cans of green bean cleaned preened looking supreme brand sweet corn, terrine of hams, goat terrine, terrine of owl, dangerous terrine, the war on terrine. Dolly Parton's Terrine of Many Colours, Bat Terrine, Grand Terrino, Terrine Terrine, Oh With Your Eyes So Blue, Plain Terrine, Organic Terrine, Beef Terrine, Pre-Beefed Terrine, Tinned and Twisted Turbo Terrine, that's for kids, obviously, I imagine we'll be looking after all manner of orphans. All Terrine Attack thing. Yep, <laughs> uh, I've got two tins of that, uh, Bovril Terrine, uh, Lembsip Terrine, and that's all of the Terrines. I think I've ordered way too much Terrine. Uh, actually, looking at it now, but um, uh, forty thousand cans of pickled Warhammer, Tyrion Jean, uh, Tyrion. Jean. No, haven't haven't got any of that. I think no. It makes you want to join in. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen pickets of fresh frozen hedge, two tins of MC Hammers. Can't touch this cassoulet. Uh, a couple of small cheeky pouches of Uncle Davidoff's brined and pre-brined treats just to take the mind off the abject horror while I care for the upwards of tens of abandoned children in my networked caves of tin goods. Um, and good luck uh, finding whatever terrines you can get your hands on if you've forgotten to pre-book your terrines or pre-order your terrines in advance of the Brit apocalypse. Uh, and I'll see some of you, certainly not all of you, <laughs> in about 10 to 15 years. 
So you enjoyed your time on the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, did you? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Won't somebody tell me where my feature's gone? My regular feature. I have got in touch with one of our readers who has done a shit on himself, and I'm going to do a remote podcast and bring it in about his story about shit <laughs> himself. Say, bring it in, don't bring it. In. I'm going to bring. It in. <laughs> he did it really recently. It's quite fresh. I'm, I'm bringing it in. I'm going to. I'm I mean, gonna... earlier on, it did smell a bit like someone had brought a sh- brought a shit into the room. So don't you're not... bring former shit. The, the readers weren't here to smell what I just did in your toilet. I mean, you can't appeal to them. Yeah, but they wouldn't have to smell it if that. you did it now. I mistakenly believed that Matt had farted in the room and then he left. And I thought, you know what? Typical Matt. I'm going to fart in order to uh, dilute it with my own fragrance, which I love. Then you made the classic mistake of telling me, ah, Matt, I've just farted to... I farted (laughs) into your fart to 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 help... The room smell better to me and less good to you. And then I, like fucking Poirot, turned around and said... But I haven't farted. And then you accused me of farting, like I had a third kind of fart and the rock, paper, scissors thing. But no, what you did could not have competed with that, because I'd actually done a massive solid in the next room. You trumped our trumps with with a solid, and all I had done was added insult to injury by farting on a turd smell. I wish somebody would add some incense to this injury. Yeah, the room, the room stinks, readers. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're saying is, we're all labouring under a bad smell. We've really done an odour <laughs> to write home to your mother about. Hey, up, everybody! It's time for my regular feature. Well, or is it? I hope it is. Like, um, yeah, well, it should be. Like, as, <laughs> as you all know, because I sometimes mention it, I uh, usually write my feature on the train from Nottingham to London. Mm. And you may have also noticed, in the last few features I have done, I've been using that train journey as an excuse not to write a feature. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that is because there's a child screaming and I cannot focus on the words coagulating in my head. Sometimes it's because there's a couple of racist fucks calling the refreshments guy Jackie Chan. You might remember that. <sighs> Fucking but that one did turn into a great fart one-upmanships episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, worth but, it. But, to, worth it. Today, in this, though, this this conclusion to my episode... <laughs> episode-spanning train-fuck trilogy. I am sorry to put the people distracting me today were business people. Oh, no. I hate business people. They're the worst. Uh, You've met every kind of person on a train I know, right? You forgot to mention the times where I'm sure you have become so distracted by somebody sitting next to you having nice arms. (laughs) I'm sure that's happened at least once. Do you know how hard it is not to brush up against those arms? I know, but I'm sure there's been... Pretend you're looking out the window, then turn back and accidentally over-swoop. I know, and I'm sure sure on at least one occasion, possibly more, you've failed to write a feature on the train because you've spent most of it accidentally rubbing your arms against someone with nice arms. Which I find... Literally, that's what I just said, Matt. Stop rubbing it in. (laughs) The point I'm getting at is that when the chiseled transcripts of regular features have finally replaced the Koran... The, the space imams will whisper of these recent episodes. 
the period of lamentation that occurred when Prophet Log couldn't think of shit to write because someone was shouting or a mother didn't land a tit quickly enough into some roaring baby's gob. Can I also just say that trains make me very sleepy? The relentless clickety-clack lullaby relaxes my shoulders. I like lullaby. It's an accident. Lullaby. It's it's a lullaby that makes blithes go to sleep. I like it. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's fine to say words wrong, Matt. No, it is. My mum calls it creative hearing, but that's more creative speaking. (laughs) And creative recording and broadcasting. But I like it. You're inventing new words. Yeah, I am indeed. And it's not only the it's not only the clickety clack lullaby, it's also the uh, just looking at the countryside outside. It makes me realise that nature really does have some amazing parallax scrolling, <laughs> and just imagining how many layers to the background there might be is like a tree stroking my brain. Yep, trains certainly turned me into a big old snoozy Susie. <laughs> Planes make me emotional. Buses make me hungry. And driving a car makes me want to crash into a wall and nearly kill myself so I'll wake up in hospital and a doctor will say, It's good news, Mr Blythe. We've discovered you're actually much taller and sexier than anyone had previously thought. (laughs) (laughs) But trains... (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Trains are a a sleeping pill-sized metal horse. And I only have to see an antimacassar and I'm all nappy-headed, which I believe is the term for when your head wants a nap. And I'm certainly not looking it up. <laughs> and if I'm not falling asleep on a train, which is never, I'm earwigging on other people's conversations. And today, that conversation was two American businessmen, one of whom was a woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was very sexist of us to assume that both those businessmen were men. Yeah, absolutely. How dare you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, talking tough with an English guy. And I'm assuming he was a business guy too. Needless to say, I was instantly enthralled. At one point, the woman said, we don't have to deliver on that. And it was such a ballsy statement that I kind of wished I'd been listening for longer and wanted to say, deliver on what? (laughs) But I got scared that she'd say, that's on a need-to-know basis, sir. (laughs) And I'd say, well, I want it so much, it feels like I need it. (laughs) (laughs) And then she'd say, well, it feels like I need to be a kinder and more generous person, but you don't see me pissing myself on a train about it, do you? Harsh business woman. Anyway, the the fact that she said that they weren't legally required to deliver on that thing made the English guy, he said, I'm quite aware that we're relying on your goodwill. And at that point, I mean, fuck, I knew she had him up against the ropes and I, I, I knew they were sitting too far away for me to see, but I just felt that after you'd said something like that and got that reaction, I could only imagine her thumping her chest and roaring in victory. I thought they were business friends talking about a deal that... But no, no, it, they're was, having a it business, was two Americans having a meeting. ganging up on an Englishman. And, was the and English I, person... I couldn't be happier because I hate my country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I kind of, I, I agree. I completely, I hate my country as well, but I, I am also not fond of America. I think they're probably on a par. Oh my God. Like any other country, I probably like slightly more than both of those countries. Yeah. Why couldn't there Level be a hero country coming in, like one of the Scandies or something like that? Ireland. I love it. Oh yeah, 
they're good. My favourite yeah, thing about them so. is how recently they decriminalised abortion. By popular referendum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, Ireland, the country where referendums go the right way. Every time. <laughs> As it was on the train, I had these conflicting thoughts of business, arousal, <laughs> and I finally caved into the siren song of the clickety-clack. I fell asleep, and I had a dream. A business dream. A wet business dream. (laughs) That's right. On the train here today, I stopped being a business child and became a business adult. (laughs) And I've had it all transcribed by the girls in the dream triping pool. Triping, yes, that's, that's a good thing. That's a word. And I should warn you, before we read the script, that I've never done a business or had a sex, so I'm not sure how accurate <laughs> any of this is. Hello, everyone. It's nine o'clock, and that means business. Release the contracts. First person to seal the deal wins a Brucey bonus. Start the business engines. Remember not to sign the silver contracts. They are not legally enforceable and will be subtracted from your total. What Log and Steve don't know is that this is actually the entrance exam for Durst and Strang Business, Magic and the Sex School for Jizzy Biz Wizards. Oh boy, I've started signing a whopper! Bah, I've only signed a few tiddlers with a bick. Help me, it's putting up a real fight. Don't be so Gay log businessmen don't help each other. Oh, I just landed the mythical Henderson contract. Stop the business, law fans. Congratulations, log. You are promoted to be the boss and can now print ticker tape with the stocks on it out of your bellend. Oh, and you have to go to business and magic and sex school like I said a few lines ago. Okay, I will go there immediately. Hmm. Year one in wizard business school. With sex. With sex. Oh no, it's double international shipping law and telepathic rim jobs with Professor Snape. Ah, Mr. Blythe, weren't your parents declared bankrupt after your mum sucked off a ghost? Yes, but I've just entered the second round of venture capital funding applications for a range of dildo wands. Just to be clear, does every single line in this scene have to include a reference to business, sex and wizardry? I I get what you're doing, but it does make the narrative difficult. Well, actually, I think that gives the whole thing a very effective dreamlike feeling, actually. Okay. Congratulations, you have beaten me in contracts and may go on to year two, although this does bring you one step closer to your shit destiny. Don't worry, I'll have forgotten about that foreshadowing comment by the final chapter. There aren't seven years like in the books, are there? Fuck no. Year two in business, etc. wizardry sex school. Oh no, it's trade tariffs and erotic necromancy with Professor Snape. I'm going to kill you with the hostile takeover on your dick. Hmm, a magic one, I hope. Of course it is. Of, <laughs> of course it is. I just forgot to say. You're losing your touch, old man. Also, I've got loads of tricks up my sleeve now. 
all of my dialogue is marked <laughs> snoop. Is that an accident? No, because I originally <laughs> called it snoop okay. and then thought, no, I better auto... Can I, I mean, find I, really, I really respect Steve for snapping in between Snape and Snoop Dogg there. I think he did a really good job. And I was then reading down the script like Steve being like, is this a joke where Snape I did and find- Snoop Dogg are both in the room? And no, it isn't. I it's did just- find replace. I forgot to click replace all. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I've forgotten the voice I was doing for Snape now. Just come on, just posh ass. Okay. Um... Uh, I'm gonna kill you with a hostile takeover on your dick. Locke says a magic one. I hope. And you forgot to. And then I say of the whole thing. Yeah, uh, of course it is. I just forgot to say. And then you're losing your touch, old man. Also, I've got loads of tricks up my sleeve now. What? Where did he go? I just went invisible and outbid you on eBay for a spell that makes your bumhole sing. What is the meaning of this? Bidding on eBay isn't proper bidness. You'll need angel investors and hedge funds and that. Well, tell that to my bumhole that is currently in the business of singing the frog chorus. Bah! I'm buying a lot. You That's win. I'm constantly vanquishing <laughs> you. You win this year, Blythe. But I will win you in the third and final year of business sex magic school. <laughs> the third and final year. Oh no. It's scissoring, potions, and marketing with <laughs> Professor Snape. Uh, what's what's the what's the character for Marcus the Dong? That's gotta be you, Matt. I know. Of course it is. What but what, what am I going for here? Just be a friendly guy. Okay. What do you think? I have no idea. You've got the character Marcus the Dong. He's called Marcus the Dong. I haven't seen all the Harry Potters. I don't know who Marcus the Dong is. Marcus is a wizarding name. It's also a business name. The Dong just adds the sex element. Just be who you need to be. Hey, Log, it's me, Marcus the Dong. Oh, oh, hi, Marcus. Nice. Look at that. In that case, (laughs) want to go to the haunted executive cottaging toilets and chuff up ethereal chuff-a-chuff through a satanic soul contract? Oh boy, do I? Not so fast, Blythe. It's the last day of fuck was at business in university, and I'm going to make it my business to see that you fuck it up like some kind of a bad wizard dickhead. Well, I'll tell you what, Snape. There's enough magic chuff for just us three. Why don't we just form an impenetrable, self-serving cabal? Oh, I see. So this was a social commentary about the parasitic elite. Well, that'd be a bit of a reach. I just like saying bumhole and making Crystal Maze references. Well done, Blythe. This is like the big short, but with wizards. It's gonna win a blooming oscar hooray for log's social commentary hooray for log stop it stop enjoying my childish script on a level that i never really intended here is your oscar for most socially conscientious man i am a nude guy hello everything you wanted has come true and that's the point i woke up in st pancras (laughs) why why was snape nude at the end because he wanted people to be nude at the Oscars? It was I, a dream. Didn't you get the miraculous kind of ethereal dreamscape that that was all set in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the end, everyone was naked. 
Makes you think. That's enough. That's enough. Now. That's enough now. <laughs> All right. Out of, out of both of you. Okay. We're going to end it. We're going to put a jingle in, then we're going to end it. Okay. Jingle. Now. Which, which one did Sirius Black die in? Shut up. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Hey. Did you have a good time? I did, actually, yeah. I enjoyed myself, too. At maybe your expense. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Seven you, years is the first time I've enjoyed myself. But crikey, I did. <laughs> if you liked what you've heard, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and join a little Patreon community that we've got growing. It's a growing mm. community of patrons. Like a Petri who, dish of humans. Uh, can throw us a pound an episode. Hey, yeah. After seven years of doing this, people are suddenly deciding that they quite like it, which is uh, shocking, but wonderful. It's not shocking. It's to be expected because of the, the high level of quality. Mm. Have you listened to any of the podcasts? No, absolutely not. They're generally not great. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you are our two biggest critics. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, you know. Bye. <laughs>